real, it feels so surreal Having a show featuring ordinary people Doing extraordinary things within the community Like raising funds for charity Fighting for diversity, inclusion Dispelling myths and illusions Raising health awareness, tremendous conscious athletes Marathoners and triathletes Making a difference, combating ignorance mm. Behind the wheel, you know the deal <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good, good evening. Good evening. Hey, we're here live. Check again. Are, you, are we recording now? I'm recording here. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Axe Video, D Rock D Living Stone. Woo! I almost got my voice back, man. It's been, I was without it for a while. I am here today with Joel. I was going to butcher his last name Diomedi. Diomedi. Oh, Joe, it's a treat. It's you, you, you're you all the way from, where, where are you traveling from? Well, now I'm living in France, in the south of France. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, I, yesterday I was in North Carolina. Today I'm visiting my son in Connecticut. I'm all over the place. You're probably saying he just kind of jumped right in, because that's what we do here behind the wheel. We kind of jump right in. Joe was going to be here. He did a, um, a presentation that we're at Pacific. You know where we're at. You remember the surroundings and the background. And so when I heard Joe's story, I was I was truly inspired because I, I you know I, I told you I wanted to travel across the uh, the country on my mini and do a mini documentary. We don't do air quotes anymore, but I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> so you have actually done this several times. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what got you started in this wild journey of yours? Uh, yeah, well, two wheels. I, um, in college, I fell in love with uh, motorcycles on the back of one of my brother's, my elder brother. A uh, friend took me on a motorcycle ride, that was it. Changed my life, wanted a motorcycle, wanted to go across America on a motorcycle. Watched Easy Rider, you know, this was back in 1983. And uh, I was like, okay, that's what, that's what I'm doing. I'm going across America, high school graduation gift to myself. I mean, college graduation gift to myself, going to go across America, and I did it. Okay. Talked a friend into coming, and I went across America, and that was, Beginning of the end, man. But what, what kind of bike was this? It was a Yamaha 850 Special. It was a dream bike. I, my first bike was a Honda 550 CB, and I knew it was too small to go across America. Mm -hmm. So I conjured up in my head that this Yamaha 850 uh, Special existed. Triple, triple. Did it um, exist? Now, you, you were, we were talking earlier, and you said, you know, put it out there in the universe. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, see, I could talk to this guy. For, for quite some time. So tell, tell us, how, how, how did this happen? Did it exist at this time? Or? Well, I thought it existed. Everyone mm -hmm. was telling me it didn't. They saw the 650, the 750, but they never heard of the 850, and I could have sworn I saw somebody had an 850. And uh, I was taking one of my friends out on, the, on a bike ride, and we came back, and there was another girl at the table, and I just said, hey, Lisa, if you know anybody selling a motorcycle, I'm looking for you know a bike to go across America on, I need it to be bigger. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh yeah, well, my boyfriend's selling his Yamaha 850 Special. And I was like, ha ha, nice joke. Or did you tell Lisa? And she said, no, serious. And I was like, I'll be there tonight. And there it was, the color I wanted, the bike I wanted. What I, color? It was like a reddish, like a burgundy red. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking in the red family. So all of a sudden, the bike, low mileage, a boyfriend selling it because he had too many speeding tickets. And I was like, yes, I want it. It's a win. Win-win. Now, was it was was the law of attraction out then, or is this something that you just just happened, or what? the law of attraction as we know it may have been out there, but I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Abraham Hicks and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I didn't 
I wasn't into it at the moment. I was a Bronx dude, graduated, you know, City University in New York. Mm -hmm. To me, it was like going across America on a motorcycle. But after that first trip, the second trip, I started accidentally falling into this, putting it out there to the universe, saying, oh, I wouldn't mind, you know, something. And then within a couple of days, something happened. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And uh, yeah, that's So one day happened. you just decide, I'm going to travel across America. Yeah. Like, like, what, what, like, did you, was, was, did you have an epiphany or was it just? No, I just knew I wanted to do, you know, I, I was never. Was liquor involved? No, liquor wasn't involved. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. I, I was just always different as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, I grew up as a Catholic, a young Catholic boy, I always questioned everything. And so I quit the altar boys, much to my parents' chagrin, because no one did that. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm not into it. And so I quit Little League. I was like, well, I'd rather hang out with my friends and listen to music. And they were like, what? What do you mean? What you kind know? of music did you listen to back then? Zeppelin, the Who, you know, okay. and all that stuff. And I was like, I just didn't feel like doing those things. So to me, this made sense not to do them. I didn't like try to appease my parents. I tried to be myself. So I was always doing that. And when I was 12 years old, I was, <laughs> I was out on the, in the avenue down in the Bronx where I work. And I was um, out leafleting to get President Nixon out of office from McGovern. And my mom passed by with her shopping. It was like, you were Joseph, what the, what the heck are you doing here? I was like, Mom, we gotta get Nixon out of office. You know, she was we like, gotta do something. She was like, why are you like playing with matchbox cars? You know? So mm -hmm. I just always, always did what I wanted to do. And, mm -hmm. and I just always saw clearly, it's like, no, no, that's what I wanna do. So there can't be anything wrong with it. So when I was in college, I fell in love with motorcycles. I was like, yeah, across America, that's what I want to do. And um, I talked to a friend into selling his car, buying a motorcycle, taught him how to ride it, and we literally graduated, worked our summer jobs, saved up enough money for our first trip across America. And, and how, how, much did, how much did you leave with? 800 bucks. Okay. We were rich. That was 1983. All that right. was a lot of money. You had the tent? Tent. How much was the tent? 50. <laughs> Caldors, man. It was a Caldors special. I bought in Caldors with this a Cal Caldors sleeping this, bag. Caldors this was not. This was not the uh, no no re no no reis. No Patagonia. No high tech. It was whatever it was. Now your son was telling me that um, that the rei was around then. He says it was around, but we're gonna have to Google that. We'll I think he probably knows. Nineteen eighty-three sure. might have been. He I said it was out a, in, in the thirties. I became a member in the nineties. I'm a pretty early member mm -hmm. uh, in nineteen ninety, actually. But um, I I think that for me, camping. You know, we, we used to camp when I was you know growing up in the Bronx. You went up to you know whatever James Bad State Park or mm -hmm. Bear Mountain. You did camp with your friends, but again, high tech stuff. Just we didn't wasn't, camp in Brooklyn. wasn't in our budget. You didn't camp in Brooklyn? <laughs> nah. See, I'm from the Bronx, man. We're on the mainland. You, yeah, see, you, guys, yeah. you guys are islanders out there. No, so we didn't camp in Brooklyn. <laughs> I, went to, I used to go to the Bronx to get records, but I wasn't, I wasn't right. going to the Bronx to go camping. Well, no, we didn't camp in the yeah. Bronx. We went upstate New York, but we didn't need to cross a bridge, you see. We were on the mainland of America. Okay. All you other boroughs are just islanders. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> and it's the Bronx. That always the gets Bronx. me. It's, it's not the Brooklyn. You, you know, no, it's no. Not but you know why? You know how that came? No, I don't. It was the uh, it was in the state rich people and then their name was B R O N K apostrophe S so it was like the Bronx's estate mm -hmm. and when they sold their estate to the city it became it was like it was it was known as like the Bronx it was like oh that was the part of the city it was like oh the Bronx's estate the Bronx okay. and then and then it became the Bronx at least that's what I heard you could Google that you could look at it okay but that's what um that's what we're I'm, not gonna fact check it it's you know, it sounds good anyway it sounds good we'll we'll, we'll go. <laughs> 1935.
He was his son. REI, he, REI. REI was discovered in 1935. Discovered. Just, hey, look at that. Not discovered, but you know. You know. It's it's open. You get the meaning. So you say, I'm gonna I'm gonna start traveling. So where do you depart from? My house I grew up in, in the Bronx. And just head west, young man? Just head west, young man. No maps, sun in our eyes. We knew we were going the right way. Mm -hmm. And that was it. How many times have you traveled across? Well, that was it. That there and back without the first time. And then I wanted to do it alone because it was great traveling with my friend Gary. But I was like, okay, I don't want to have any restrictions. Mm -hmm. I want to just stop when I want to stop, make a left, make a right. So the second time. How did time, Gary feel about this? No, no, no. Gary was cool. He was done. He did it one time. We came I back. I mean, you all had to sit down like, hey, listen, Gary, this is not working out. I think I'm, we're going solo. No, 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 like no, no. We went there. <laughs> we went there and back. We came back. That was we, it. We did okay. our trip. And then Gary went off and he, he started getting a job and mm -hmm. working as an electrician, whatever he did. And for me, I knew I didn't want to stay in the New York area, at least not then. I wanted to explore more and see more of America and mm -hmm. myself because I was finding this kind of universal thing, you know, putting out there as a universe, I, I definitely wanted to explore that more. So my second trip, I did a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. And it was like magical. You know, it was things, I was almost almost to the point of like tingling, saying, whoa, what is going on, man? I'm pulling stuff to me, I'm, I'm getting stuff I'm asking for, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm in a great groove here. So and, now you, you, you say, I'm, I'm out there, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm doing America's getting kind of, you know, kind of old, I've been there, done that a couple of times. Went to Alaska, even crossed Canada up to Alaska. Mm -hmm. And then, then, so you all, you, you, you see the book, right? You see the size of this book? It's big. You know, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is pre, pre-internet. Pre-internet. There's no, he kept a diary. And I, you know, you, I, I write in a journal. I don't have like, you can have like a, I no write in a journal. No I mean, don't judge me. So I, I can appreciate that. So you travel. He was telling me about a story where he, he ended up in, in, in Russia. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's way on in the journey. So uh, yeah, I kissed I kissed the, the motorcycle goodbye. I moved to Japan on the back of a conversation I had with a guy in a bar in Guatemala, an Australian <laughs> guy. So I you know I was open. I always was open. I would let a conversation change my life. Uh -huh. If someone said to me in a bar in Guatemala, like Alan did, yeah, I'm going to teach English in Japan. I was like, excuse me, tell me more. And eight months later, I was in Japan teaching English. And then I met people from there. I said, oh, why don't you come down? Australia is a great place to ride a bicycle. And I got friends here and there. I was like, okay. So the, the trip just kept on just getting bigger and bigger. So mm -hmm. from this guy who wanted to go across America, there I was in Japan now on a bicycle. I segued from the motorcycle to a bicycle. Nice and autonomous. Didn't, didn't need as much money. I was making killer money in Japan. Mm -hmm. And I was in my mid-20s and I made all this happen just by saying, yeah, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. I wouldn't mind yeah, meeting somebody here, meeting somebody there. And my girlfriend at the time and I were in Japan having a great time mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and that's how life. So the Russia thing comes later on, we'll get to that. You gotta you got, you got, you got read the book is what he's saying. <laughs> he's, he's hit me with the, it's in the book, you gotta check out the book, you know. So you tell me about, you know, how did your parents, you know, feel about you taking this adventure? Yeah, well, my dad, unfortunately, he died uh, when, when, he, when I was 17, he was 57, which is my age now. Mm -hmm. And something I think clicked, I was in my senior year of high school, and you know, you always hear your parents talking about, oh, when I go to college, they're gonna do all these plans. And so those plans never came, and I think I just made this unconscious or mm -hmm. subconscious decision that I was, I was gonna live my life like every day was my last. And um, that's what I've done since then. And 
you know, I live in the south of France now. I got a beautiful wife that I met in the Chinese plateau. Uh, who, who he talked into buying a bike and traveling. Uh, <laughs> traveling with me into Tibet all those years ago, 22 years ago, and two kids later, uh, here we are. So she sees you on a, on a, um, on a bus riding a bike She's 30 hours on this, this bike. Bus. On this bus. You're on the bike. Yeah. And then you guys... Um, we converge at the same kind of hostily type place, guest house. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a map. I don't know. You know Stores I didn't his know bike like in, in the wall. Right? <laughs> this is like some James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> some of the places didn't have stories, but they had cavity, wall cavities. So your bike kind of lived in there for safety reasons. But I was, uh, the, the bike was outside in this particular hostel we were in. I was looking at the map. My, um, Angie, my now wife, who was a stranger back then, basically looked and said, wow, where did you get such a good map of China? I said, oh, Hong Kong, because we've been cycling. She realized it was me that they saw, me and my friend Kent, that her and her girlfriend saw on the bus. And um, when I started talking about my stories, mm -hmm. and she didn't realize she was talking to like really great salesmen. I've been in retail most of my life. Uh, a week later, after we did a hike together, she was saying goodbye to her boyfriend, her, boy, her girlfriends, saying hello to me, bought a bicycle, and we cycled up into Tibet together for six weeks. Some of the hardest cycling I had done up to that point in my what life. What kind of bike did you have? I had a Bridgestone, an old mountain bike steel frame, very nice, perfect angles and, and, and wheelbase for, for a traveling bike. We just bought her some bike in some Chinese <laughs> friendship store because we were in the, we were in the, we were in the small village in the, on the Chinese Tibetan plateau there and uh, yeah we bought a bike I made some panniers out of old backpacks and we people the, the Chinese workers were looking at us I was asking for teaspoons to bend them and make hooks out of them and everything but we did it and mm -hmm. uh, we cycled into some crazy wilderness surrounded by yak herders uh, sleeping in a tent uh -huh. uh, you know, going to Tibetan markets, and I had experienced a lot of this on my bicycle. For her, it was new, and she kept on, she's from England, and she kept on saying, I just can't believe right now that my friends are on the same planet going to the pub and having a couple of pints. She goes, where, where are we? You know, there's no motorized vehicles. Guys on riding horseback with like yak skin, you know, dressed with big braids in their hair, mm -hmm. and we're eating like yak cheese and yak, drinking yak <laughs> butter tea. It's just crazy that we're on the same planet and we pedal there, you know. Mm. Yeah. That that is some adventure. The reason, you know, hit when Julie mentioned people gonna be here, I said, Oh, I gotta come by and check this guy out because I wanna get in my um, my mini and drive. She's sick now, but she's gonna get better and, and go across um, go across the United States and then come back. And so hearing was like, Oh, this guy's done this and then so I said, you know, I could Google it or I could find out firsthand. So I'm like, I just get a map, right? He's like, no, ditch the, don't, dude, don't do a map. No, do a map, <laughs> but don't plan the map. Use it in the background. Definitely a paper map. Don't, 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 said, don't, don't Google Don't do the map thing. Don't do the Google thing. Don't do the Google thing. Get the thing. paper map, but just use it as a reference. Mm -hmm. The sunshine in your but the eyes. Sun, I don't know, I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> I do like the plan that you suggested, which was uh, the, the um, wait a second, I remember, I wrote, I wrote, I took notes. The Help X. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. See, that, that, uh, that sounded interesting to me. What's happening? She's got the on, on. The Help X. The Help X. Very right. good. Yeah, the Help X, Woofing, and uh, Workaway. Those, those are kind of websites where you, you create a profile, 
And if you're traveling in Europe, America, I know I, there's kids in our area, young young people, young adults, traveling for years, like with enough money to get a bus ticket, a plane ticket, and that's it. Because these places, you have a profile and say, here's what I do. <laughs> Whatever. I wash windows, I fix cars, I babysit, I paint. Whatever you do. I'm not changing any diapers. I think my diapers, <laughs> I can change diapers. I know how to do they, it. They, you know, but you, white, you, but you, nobody you, wants, probably, you know, nah, I don't look like the, I'm not going to put that on my nah, phone. Nah, nah, I wouldn't put change diapers change on Change diapers. Nah. Like, nah, dude, we don't, we don't want Put something, you. something cool, something you like something. to do. But, you know what? You pull up to these places, you work four hours a day, five mm -hmm. days a week, 20 hours, and but you get room, you get bored, you get to see a different part of the country different part of the world, depending on how you're traveling. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great thing. Yeah, really, really opens up a different world. And you meet people, you get to know areas of whatever, the country, the world that you wouldn't normally know. All of a sudden, you can stay there five weeks and know it intimately. Now, did you go out with the intent of writing a book out no. of all these adventures? I'm just... No, I just kept the journal because I was traveled a lot alone. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, it was beautiful to like, to sit down if I was in Guatemala, Central America, Mexico, Japan, wherever I was, to just pull off, sit in a cafe, watch life go by, get out my pen, just put it to paper, and spend some time in my thoughts. And luckily, when I decided I was gonna write a book, to thank my mom for not ever making me feel guilty when I took off on these journeys, mm -hmm. and even making it better by coming to visit me every once in a while. Mom's still alive. She's still alive, mm -hmm. turned 90 this year. I was able to write that book because I pulled out all my old journals, whatever was still in the memory banks, and I just sat down and just started writing, and it came out to this big beast you see here. But it's really four books in one, because it it's all the different journeys, like the motorcycle part, the, when I, then my bicycle part in Asia mm -hmm. is another part of the book, Asia and Australia, then Eastern Europe and Turkey is another section, and then the last section of the book, or the last book, is basically when I tie it all up. I go out across America again, this time by bicycle, after starting, you know, 14 years previously on my motorcycle, and I just tie it all up. Central America, cycle from New York all the way down to Panama, take a boat into Colombia, out to Australia again, and then that's where I meet my wife on the last leg of that journey. When I met her, I just knew, I said, oh, I just met the mother of my children. And that was it, it was like- Was it bells and whistles? It was like bells and whistles. Fire, it, was like, it wasn't like, oh my God, it was, but it was like more like, yeah. I just met my soulmate. And you wrote it in the, in I wrote the it in my journal. I showed it a few years later. I said, "Andy, I wasn't kidding," and um, and that was it. Twenty-two years later, or well, twenty-three years later, and two kids. And here we are, and we just did a big journey across America in 2016 in an RV. We took our, our youngest child. Yo, I seen the RV. Yeah, big. 19, we bought a 1989 RV. In this is like this is like oh man, Breaking Bad RV. Yeah, well, you know what? It was. <laughs> I didn't know the show because we you know we live in France and people were saying Breaking Bad, so we looked it up. It was like this is oh, Breaking Bad is. RV. They weren't cooking up rock inside. No, that no, RV. no, 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 no. We were cooking up <laughs> pasta, chili, you know. <laughs> but, oh my goodness! But we 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 bought it for five grand. We crossed mm -hmm. America for 14 months. We did 18,000 miles. Got back with worn out tires, and we put a, a little bit of money here and there into it, but we sold it for five grand. So it was a perfect trip, one of those another synchronous, perfect things. And my daughter, who was 12 at the time, 13 by the time we got back from the trip, 
at 14, she put her journal into a book form mm -hmm. and wrote a, a cool book called uh, Playing Hooky with Janie. And it's available on Lulu, a little commercial app. But it is a fun book. You gotta plug it again, man. Yeah, yeah. Lulu.com. Lulu. Playing Hooky with Janie. Playing Hooky with Francesca Janie. Francesca Um uh, Fun. It's a fun book. Adults who have read it said they really love it. Kids who read it love it. Because she just she's an American English girl who was raised in France. So she brings this other perspective to our, our trip across America. And we didn't do the, because of my background of traveling, mm -hmm. we were hooking up with friends I hadn't seen, like in Seattle. Some guy, the last time I saw him was 34 years ago when we cycled Tasmania together. Okay. And we just met randomly on a boat and we hooked up with him in Seattle. And you know, we, we tried to make it a thing not to pay for campsites, not because of the financial thing, but yeah, of course that was part of it, but it was just an adventure thing. Mm -hmm. And so we slept on the streets, you know, we parked up in suburbs, if we saw some like caravans and RVs or maybe a place with some homeless people were living, we pull up there and make friends with them, fix a few bikes, mm -hmm. do whatever we could and just had a little fun. And, and then when we did pay, it was the national parks. You know, I wanted to show the kids all sides of America and we succeeded. We had a great time. Yeah, that sounded like adventure. It was weird, not weird, but you listen to this guy talk, he's from the Bronx, and then his son starts speaking. I'm like, this is not, this, this, wait, wait a second. This doesn't sound right. Right. And then explains it. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's not he's not from 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 the states. No, no. He's British mom spent a lot more time with his British grandmother and in our partner. And he's French is his, the language of his school. That's where he went to school. And his sister as well. His sister even sounds more British than he does. And my friend, when I take when you know I go to the Bronx and see some of my friends who are actually still live in there, they're like, Joe. Do you ever talk to your daughter? What's going on? What's his accent? What's his British stuff? You know, so she, they all have a good laugh. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you were doing a signing for Jeff, and he asked you to, um, to, to uh, you know, earmark your uh, oh, favorite, favorite chapter. chapter. In the book. Yeah. So what, what was your favorite chapter? It's hard. People always ask me about favorite chapter, and it's like the whole book is my favorite chapter. I re I just sometimes I randomly open it and I just read a chapter. I go. Is that me? Did I really do that stuff? Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite ones, yeah, is um, coming back from India after being away for like three years, three and a half years, and having myriad adventures, being kicked out of uh, Vietnam, uh, illegally entering into India, and a few other things that made the trip interesting because we're on our bicycle, all of a sudden you don't know you're in closed territory or, this, or at a border that's not open to Westerners. All of these sorts of things happen. So I basically had a four-hour layover flight from India mm -hmm. to Germany, and they had a four-hour layover in Moscow. This is in 1990, so it's Soviet Union stuff. And uh, basically, I stepped off the plane, met the right people, met a taxi driver who was willing to play around, changed my ticket, mm -hmm. American in the Soviet Union with absolutely no visa. Somehow or another, I got out of the airport, spent a week in Moscow, and met some guy on the street, who put me up in his house, somehow made me quasi-legal, and I spent the whole week with him on doing these crazy things, going to Russian bathhouses and meeting opera singers, and, and got on the plane a week later from some guy drove me in a lot of with my piece of paper that supposedly this guy Andre got for me, which was my this legal. Guy, there's always some guy named Andre. Guy named Andre. <laughs> he got to meet a guy named Andre in Russia, and he got me my legal, it was my legal paper, because I got to the airport saying, Okay, this is. I'll see now if I was if I've been legal. But he got me on Monday morning after I told him I didn't have a visa. After we met, mm -hmm. he was happy because he was kind of a, a player, street dude, you know, kind of black market guy. And um, and it was great. I just I left Moscow after spending an illegal, semi-legal week sneaking off my plane and thought, wow, 1990, America and Russia, crazy.
job, man. So what's the next adventure for you? The next adventure um, is coming up soon, actually. My, my, my daughter, who I just told you about, uh, she's into documentary making, film, she's written that book, she wrote another kid's book before, so she's interesting, she's 15, and she's got a lot going for her at the that? moment. She's 15, wrote two books already. <laughs> yeah. So, as if you don't feel bad enough about your life. <laughs> no, feel good about your life. <laughs> Just get the book and read it. Maybe you'll be inspired to do something. But, something different, I mean. Everyone's that doing something. That was a message for me, too. <laughs> but I'm heading out and doing this documentary. He's doing it. He's going to do it. The mini doc, <laughs> the mini documentary. But the next adventure is she grew up in the French school system. It's quite academic. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really like it that much. So, we're thinking instead of, you know, taking, uh, putting her into the, the lycée, which is like the top secondary school, which is very academic and doesn't offer where we live, which she wants, you know, writing, videography, photography. We might be going on a journey because she wants to learn Spanish because she speaks French and English. She speaks a little bit of Spanish. Um, so we might be doing a bike journey, bicycle journey in Spain. My wife is tied to a little bit of work at the moment, so she might come and meet us because we live not far from the Spanish border. But my daughter and I might go off for an adventure in Spain for a few months, hammer down her Spanish, make a documentary. She could write another book and then she can figure out where she wants to go to her secondary school. But I said, Jesse, if you want to be a writer, documentary filmmaker, experience. That's what it's all about. Oh man, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so very much. And where can folks find you online, find out more about the book, where they, where they, can, where they can get the book? Well, Derek, um, the book is www.cyclesofatraveler, all one word, dot com. You, you can find it, you can look at the reviews, you can buy it uh, there on Amazon, it's available. You can buy it right throughout the house as well. Uh, buy used copies if they're cheaper. Because, you know, it's a big book. So it's, um, you know, it's like Don't 20, play, man. 25. Get the book, man. It's the book, man. When you read it, I, I've had reviews. Read my reviews. People say they read it, closed the last page. Yo, he's got notes in And there. they went back to the beginning and read you, it again. He highlighted his own book. Like. Well, that's what my book talks about. I said he's got. This is like this is like a Bible, man. He's like he's got like notes in there. It's kind it's, of a joke. They you can do tell it's been like used. This is not. This is not like yo. I just wrote this book. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not. He's not your typical author, man. I call it Bob, the Big Orange Bible. The no. Big Orange Bible, Bob. But, but it's 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 a fun book because it's written the way I speak. People say that when they read it, it's like sitting on the couch and having another adventure story told to them firsthand. And that's why I wanted to write it. It was mm -hmm. out of my journals. How would you suggest people read it? Like, like sit down, do it, or, or no, man. That's the good thing about it. It was, it was originally short coffee. stories, tea, co coffee to keep you up. Now he offered. He was talking about this tea that you were drinking. <laughs> and I was like, yo, no sugar in the tea. Well, maybe, maybe sugar. But Roy not. Bush, Roy Bush tea. It's good. Roy Bush. Okay. It's from South Africa. You, many of you might know it. Red Bush tea, maybe it's called here. But it's good. I said, what does it taste like? You didn't even taste it, no, did you? No, he offered me some of his tea. I'm like, I want your tea. But how does it taste? What does it taste like? It tastes like uh, red bush tea. <laughs> I don't know. It tastes like that. It tastes like that. You got to check it out. You I might check it, it out. out. I don't know. Come here, Is Pacific. It? Pacific Cycle sells it. You can get nice hot roy bush tea whenever you want. This is Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you, man. Derek, man. I want to. I want to be reading about your journey next, or at least He's hearing putting it. Putting the pressure on. I want to hear about it at least. He's putting the pressure on, definitely, man. Thank you so much. It's very inspiring. Took time out because I thought it was it was well worth it. You guys got to check out Joe and his son is a racer. You want to come say hi to, the, to so they can see who you are, man. Yeah, this is the research. Yeah, the, the REI hey, research. Don't don't hide. REI founded in 1935 by <laughs> Seattle Mountain um, Outdoors people and they wanted to go in together to buy ice axes. There you go.
That's how go. REI started. The co-op. The, the co-op. Co yep. There you have it. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you all. Later.